Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Hookworks Podcast. It's your boys, Kate and Curtis, back with another one. Um, shit. <laughs> so much for being confident. Yeah, lost it. Anyways, um, kind of a spur of the moment recording sesh. Squeezing them in when we can because... We've just been busy, honestly. Very. Crazy busy. Well, I haven't been that busy. You've been busy. Very. I mean, I've, had my, <laughs> I've had my weekends free, but... Um, I've been gone. Yeah, you've just a been lot. gone, staying out on the weekends, which is really rude of you, if you ask me, but it's whatever. I would say money, but I didn't make money until I came home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I'm even more pissed because you didn't have a good excuse. I tried, and then, you know, my truck just... Shit on me, literally. <laughs> my yeah. Tried to stay out, and it was it was the first week of staying out, and we left home. I had a trainee delivering in Denver, and you know, he stopped at a rest area, far west Kansas, right before you get into Denver, and then I was going to drive the next morning into Denver, and I was. I got one point three miles from my delivery, and some. If, Sounded like someone put a grenade on my transmission and exploded. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I told, looked over at my training. I was like, I'll be damned if I miss this, this delivery. You know, I'm one mile away. So I had it. <laughs> I didn't make it better, but I had the foot to the floor. Oh, no shit. No shit. I was making sure it went out with a bang. <laughs> I don't blame you. And yeah. And <laughs> it sounded like I had real Jake brakes. Like you could hear it from a <laughs> yeah. mile away. And it. I didn't make it up. I made it to an intersection to like where the turn right turn lane turns into a new lane. I just pulled into there and it just died. <laughs> like the truck didn't die, but it just would not it just moving. Move, yeah. yeah. So I put it in neutral, set the brakes or whatever. Called road repair. They were like, turn the truck off, do a couple things. It's probably a computer or whatever. I was like, and I sent so, so many messages because you have to send messages for them just to read it and everything, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I sent out a detailed message for that. And, I was, and that was right whenever our system got hacked. Like the day it got hacked, and so oh, no yeah, messages yeah. were going through. Uh, they were kind of, yeah. but not really. It hadn't gotten fully affected yet. So I called, and they're like, "Yeah, we just not got it. Um, go ahead and try to do this and this and this." I was like, "If you read my message, you're like, I heard this bitch explode." Exactly. I was like, "It sounded like a grenade went off." He's like, "Yeah, that's probably not going to work on a system reset." He's like, "I'm going to call for a wrecker," and so he called for a wrecker. Wrecker reserve like. I don't know, an hour and a half later. So I was sitting there in the road, you know. And he was like, just every once in a while, try to put it in gear or try to do a diff lock or something, see if it would do something. <laughs> I'm like, it's not, dude. Yeah. Like, it, it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and so we got it towed to Peterbilt and uh, there in Denver. And I went and got a very nice hotel. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, we were there. Let's see. They took the, they took the, the transmit, drained the transmission fluid and, Looked at it the day we were there before I went and got a hotel. <laughs> and the tech that came out, he did it right out there in the lot. He took it out. <clears throat> he drained all the fluid up. I saw him push the fluid bucket out. And all he, I heard him, before he did all that, he just took the, like, the after he drained it, he took the, like, the casing pan plate off. And all I heard is, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was standing out from the truck. I was like, that don't sound good. <laughs> he slid the plate out, and he was like, 
there's what's left of whatever gear it was. <laughs> and they said, here's the rest of this gear. Here's the rest of that gear. He said, you're going to need a whole new input shaft and all this other stuff. And I was like, so what's the wait time on that? He's like, we've had trucks on the lot for four months sitting waiting for that. Good grief. I was like, so what you're saying is I need a hotel and probably a rental home. And he's like, more than likely. <laughs> so that's what happened. I, that, that happened on Monday morning. I left probably Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. I... Still mad about this, but not. That's it's over with now. But because I, <laughs> <laughs> I passed by, I drove like right through the center of three of our terminal terminals. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't give me one of those trucks because the new release guys have to have them. So I went from Denver, Colorado, to Hagerstown, Maryland, to get a truck. <laughs> Grief, bullshit. But beside the point. Now it is what it is. And uh, to recover a truck that was another driver's that either same thing happened to him that it did to me. He got to have to go, had to go get a new truck because of breakdown, whatever it was. Yeah. So I picked it up at a dealership, and luckily it was wasn't as bad as my last recovery. But uh, I haven't made it to a terminal yet to get my name put on the door, so it still says Pablo Rosas on the side. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> call me Pablo. <laughs> Uh, but no, it's not a bad truck. And luckily, I had a trainee to drive 90% of the way from Denver to Maryland. <laughs> I can't yeah. complain too much. Speaking of that, another problem I have with your work lately, you have a trainee, so we can't have our like daily phone calls whenever I'm on my way home for I mean, most of the time, it honestly wouldn't matter. It's been a real bummer. Yeah, but I just know like... I don't talk to him. Half the time... Just kidding, I do, but... Yeah. <laughs> half the time, or the couple times I've talked to you while you had a trainee... You're always like, if you're coming up on to fuel up or something, I always hear you like telling him shit to do and stuff. So I'm yeah. just like, I don't even bother while you have a trainee. This guy wasn't bad. I liked him. He did good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's gone now, so hit me up Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably for a while. I'm going to be done for a while. I had him for shit seven weeks. Are you done for good or are you just going to hold off for a little while on trainees? I'm going to say for now good, but the money can be there. Yeah. So, I mean... This last week was the first week that I finally saw the result of training. Yeah. I did just shy of nine grand of the truck. Mm-hmm. So that that was worth it. I mean, I we bust our ass for it. Right. But it was worth it. So. Yeah, so that's been your work life lately. Pretty hectic. Mm-hmm. My work's been pretty much same old same. Um, got really slow for a little bit. To the point where they like picked up and my boss was considering hiring another guy to do like some of the stuff that mm-hmm. I was doing so that I can move on to different stuff. And then the other day he talked to me, he's like, I'm glad I didn't hire anybody because it slowed down quite a bit. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you didn't either. Jeez. It's job security for me. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. I had to go with him on an interview for an intern the other day. That was kind of fun. Really? Uh, yeah. One of my input on it. But did you, did you get to ask any questions? We just went and had lunch with him, so I talked to him. Yeah, like a few different things, kind of. Yeah, helped keep the conversation going because the main, my main thought with that whole thing is I've been there as like mm-hmm. somebody looking for an internship. Right. So like I wanted to make it as easy on him as possible. Yeah. I was like, I- I'm here for you, dude. Like internships, yeah. you're just looking for experience. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Right. So I was like, I'm just trying to help him out. So and he seemed like a good kid. I don't know if we're actually going to get an intern, but. Then just started a really big project, so that hopefully that's going to keep me busy for a while. But um, 
pretty much same old, same old office work. Keep, yeah. Keep doing that stuff, but... No, no uh, out-of-town trips coming up soon. Hopefully not, unless this big project requires any travel, which I don't know that it will anytime soon, if ever. Hopefully this project takes up enough of my time that they won't let me travel for anything yeah. else because they need me on this project. Because right. the kind of the cool thing, my boss was like, this is this is going to be your project. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're, you're the engineer on this. He's like, I'm going to confirm your work. And, like, make sure everything's good to go. But he's like, this is yours. So That's sweet. He's like, if this thing goes into into service and actually gets built, he's like, this is a big deal that yeah. you can say you did the engineering on, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, that like, is. It is pretty cool. To, but Yeah. So hopefully that keeps going and um, keeps me busy for, I mean, it could go on for a year. I mean, mm-hmm. on this project for a while, so. It won't be the only project I work on in that time, but right. it'll last for a little while. So, But that's been pretty much it for me. And then, like I said, my weekends are free, but <laughs> my friend's been out of town, so I haven't yeah. really been doing anything except for... Well, I wasn't last weekend, but I wasn't planning it. It was last second, but on a Friday, but since it was last second, I decided not to do much. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I was under the impression that you were staying out of town and you just sent me a Snapchat. You were at home driving your truck. I was like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, <clears throat> we got a run from Tennessee to Texas to, like, Longview area over by Tyler. And I messaged my fleet manager because I, all I'd been getting short freight, and I'm full team with the guy with my training, so mm-hmm. I could run nonstop. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm getting short freight. I'm paying good, but all I'm getting short freight. You know? yeah. So whenever I went to Texas down there by Tyler, I sent him a message. I was like, all right, I know there's a 90% chance that I'm going to be going north with a short freight through mm-hmm. home. I was like, if that's the case, I'm just going to do my 34th house. Now, I, I, yeah. said, I said, if there's something paying spectacular going elsewhere, I said, I'll run it. No problem. Send me on it. Mm-hmm. Send me a dispatch. From Scottsville, Texas to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. I was like, we're going to the house. <laughs> so that's it was on a Friday morning that it was a last second decision to go home. So that's yeah. what I did. So what did you even do last week? Did we talk that much last weekend? No, we didn't. Because I, I think we had that Snapchat That was it. That, that was, was it, it. yeah. I'm trying to think of what I even did last week. Yeah. I don't remember. No, we, her and I ran around a little. I don't even know what we did, to be honest. But we, I just went to church on Sunday and left again, so left your best friend hanging but it's whatever yeah I'm not holding a grudge or anything it's alright I mean, we could have recorded a podcast but I didn't feel like it <laughs> but yeah screw the podcast <laughs> we're here now that's all that matters <laughs> while we're on the work topic though something the other day while we're always searching for podcast topics I had an idea a rare occasion for me because I that never have podcasts that is very fucking rare <laughs> but I had the question which might be cliche but do you have any like serious pet peeves? Me? Yeah. Absolutely. Because I thought of one the other day. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's one thing. Because I don't feel like I have that many. I'm pretty like chill. Like I don't care. Yeah. But I thought of one the other day that I was like, yeah, that really pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one th- I think it's because I the type of people I deal with. And it's kind of like their job to talk mm-hmm. to people. Like really heavy talkers. But I cannot stand when you're having a conversation with somebody and they feel the need to jump in and like try and complete your sentences, guess what you're about to oh say before God, you're about yeah. to say it. 
there is literally nothing that aggravates yeah. me more, and I deal with it so much. Yeah, that, that would dri- that drives me crazy. But my biggest one is whenever I'm on the phone with someone having a conversation, and I have someone next to me trying to talk to me while I'm having the conversation, or trying to tell me, or <laughs> yeah. jump in on the conversation. If someone's like that, just pisses me off to no end. Like, I do not <laughs> like someone jumping in on the conversation. No, I feel that. I think... Because I can't converse, or I can't focus on the conversation I'm having with whoever I'm on the phone with. I think I would be the same way, because that, like, it doesn't matter who I'm on the phone with. I feel like I step away from everybody. Exactly. I'm, I'm the same way. It does not matter who. I don't even, like, realize that's what it is, but that's probably what it is, because I yeah. just don't want anybody to hear what I'm saying and try to join in. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't like it. That's, that's my biggest pet peeve. I feel that for sure. But I think that's like, what? Well, I say that I'm gonna throw Ryan under the bus right here. <laughs> I was gonna say that's why my friends are the people that I'm friends with because we can have, a, especially you and I. Obviously, I mean, we're, we're podcast professionals at this point. Yeah, we can have a conversation and we let each other speak. Yeah. So like that's why my friends are my friends because I can handle that. But I say that. But Ryan is one of, <laughs> Ryan's one of those people that tries to complete my sentence before I say it. <laughs> We had a conversation the other day, and I was like, Ryan, I need you to stop talking for like five seconds and let me tell you what I'm trying to tell you. We were in the middle of an argument, so that might have been part of it. Yeah. I'm going to meet Ryan for the first time, and we're going to do a podcast. I'm just going to look at him and say, shut the fuck up. And he'd be like, yeah, I understand, because I've told him that enough times. Get like five or six beers in me, and I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> no, that'll be fun whenever we get the chance mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, it will. While we're on the topic of pet peeves, it's got it sparked an idea in my head of I'm feeling a little controversial. It may have something oh, yeah? to do with the fact that Cage shoved two shots of tequila <laughs> down my throat. <laughs> I don't know how this podcast ended up here, but I'm gonna move on to a controversial subject that I have a deep connection with. I'm intrigued. And it has to do, it's a very hard pivot to a completely different subject, but it has to do with hunting and Sitka gear. Oh, shit. As Cade knows, your boy Curtis is a fan of the Sitka gear. He indulges. He's a Sitka slut. It's <laughs> a fair point. I indulge from time to time, usually every season, in a couple articles of Sitka clothing. He has to repent for all the Sitka he has. <laughs> And if any of you know what Sitka gear is, you know there's a lot of controversy behind this. And there, it, it seems like there's no in-between. There's either, really not. You either absolutely hate the shit and only talk shit on it, or you use it regularly. But I feel like I'm a voice of reason on this subject because I'm an owner of Sitka gear. That's really all I wear hunting. But I think I can kind of bring the two sides together. You know? Can you? I think so. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a lot of see. hope in your voice right so, now. <laughs> the big, everybody's biggest pet food is you see it if you're on social media, Facebook, whatever. Everybody's like, I don't need Sitka to kill deer. I can go out in my red flannel and blue jeans while I'm smoking a cigarette and kill a buck. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, nobody gives a shit, bud. Um... <laughs> 
And really, truly, th- now there are some douchebags that think Sitka is like proves their identity. Yeah, they feel like they need to sit, feel wear Sitka to like make sure they're better than everybody mm-hmm. else. I'm not one of those people, and I feel like that's a very small minority of people. Right. In my opinion, now this is going to sound shitty, but I'm going to say it because I can, and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. But I feel like it's going to come out that way. Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to. <laughs> Wait till you hear what I'm about to say. <laughs> A large portion of those people saying, oh, I don't need Sitka to kill deer. They can't afford the shit. And I don't mean Facts, that. I don't, actually, mean, I don't yeah. mean that negatively. I'm not talking down on somebody because they can't afford it. But what I'm saying is you can't talk shit on something you don't own and you've never had experience with. Well, right. I mean, it, it, I feel like you can apply that to anything. So what's your reasoning on buying it? On spending so here, that much more? I'll get there. So... Sitka has, they've done all the, I don't know how, I don't know a good way to put this. I don't wear Sitka because it makes me look cool or I feel like it makes me blend in the best and the deer aren't going to see me. Sitka has done all the research. They've developed all the technology to layer properly. They've built every piece specifically for a purpose. You buy your cheap camo, and I don't have anything against camo, like cheap camo. If that's what you want to wear, that's what you want to wear. I wear Sitka because each piece that I buy has a specific purpose. It has a specific layering technique, and I can wear clothes that will get me down into the teens, and I will have way less layers on than somebody who is wearing cheap camo. Because everybody knows when it's balls cold. Now in Oklahoma, we rarely get those days, but it does right. happen from time to time. These guys go out and hunt, but they got to look like a fucking marshmallow to go get into the deer stand. Like me. When I wear Sitka, I don't have to do that. I have each piece of my setup layered properly so that I can function, I can move, I can draw my bow, get into a deer stand. But is there going to be something similar at the cheaper price? Maybe. I'm not saying it because can't be my found. okay. What about their waiters? Because their waiters are like a fucking grand. Well, okay, so their waiters are something I will not get behind. But because it does not matter to me what waiters you buy, because I've been there, because I have had expensive fucking waiters. Yeah. It does not matter what you buy; they're going to get tore the fuck up. Agreed. I'm with you on the waiter aspect. I will never own a pair of Sitka waiters. But I, what I will say, just to slightly vouch for Sitka. Is you buy those waiters, it's lifetime warranty. You rip them, you send them back, they fix them. No questions asked. Wasn't mine the same way, though? Are your waiters fixed? That's because I never sent them in, though. Yeah, but I don't think they'll do that. There's no way. Maybe not. In your case, maybe. But Sitka's, I'm telling you, I can cross a barbed wire fence in my Sitka waiters and be like, hey, guys, I crossed a fence and I ripped a big-ass hole in them. Can you fix them? They're like, yeah, send them in, we'll fix them. Well, that alone would be worth it, then. It can be. I still, like I said, I'll never own Sitka waiters because I'm but, hard but, on duck But for the price point, no, I would not. No, I wouldn't. And I because you'd be sending them in every single year. More than likely, yeah. From, it from what I've heard, they're actually not that durable, and that's not something I'll get behind. I don't think any waiters are. But what I will say, yeah, no waiters are durable. They're all going to tear up. That's why I don't spend a lot of money on waiters. Because yeah. I know I'm going to have to replace them every one to two years. Yeah. But... In the aspect of Sitka, just like their their regular clothing, your pants, jackets, whatever. I buy Sitka because I use it as a tool 
it allows me to sit in the, spend more time in the woods, in the stand. It helps me stay warmer. It allows more functionality. I can still draw my bow and I can just move around just better. Like I said, I'm not saying everybody okay, needs okay, to do okay, it. Okay, hang on though. Hang on though. There's been several occasions. Just okay, I say several occasions, just like the past deer season that I've actually hunted with you. There's there's been times where you've been like, I'm too fucking cold, I need to get out of here. Why? I'm here's my counterpoint. I'm new to getting into Sitka. This year, this past year season, the first season that I started really building my systems, those times that I said that, I didn't have the pieces that I wanted. I was hunting. This is this is actually a decent counterpoint to that because in those hunts that because I'm not disagreeing with you, I'm just yeah, asking yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. No, this is that's a good question because in those hunts where it was extremely cold, if you remember, I was hunting in a thin hoodie and a vest, and I told you I was cold as shit, but I was still hunting in those temperatures in just what I had on. That's that was a fair before point. I bought the jacket that I bought that's a towards point. like middle of the season. Because so, I was I was in my I was in my bibs yeah, and a coat exactly yeah I was hunting in like maybe some cheap base layers some Sitka pants yeah, that's fair uh, a light hoodie and a vest so I'm not one of those people that says oh you got to have Sitka to kill deer you got to have Sitka to kill because big deer. that actual f- statement is false no matter it's who ignorant. you are yeah it's straight up ignorant if you think that but my issue with it and it really like gets under my skin when I see these people talking shit like they there's people that immediately just they they just hate anybody that wears Sitka I'm like one don't hate it because you can't afford it brother that sounds shitty but it's a fact and then two it's just like who cares let people wear what they want to wear right I mean, if you're one of the, now I will I'll vouch for people a little bit when I see these dudes that are like, they got to wear their Sitka into Walmart and shit. And I'm right. Like, really, dude? Like- well, you know, there's always guys that are always, that have the money. Yeah. They're, they're just, they have no clue what the fuck they're doing. That's true. And there's people that literally do wear it because they think they're cool because they're wearing Sitka. Exactly. Which I think is stupid. And yeah, you can clown most people all you want. I don't care. <laughs> Those are the guys that are going to give it the bad rap. Yeah, for sure. Now, granted, I don't own a piece of Sitka. So... I have personally seen deer without it. I've been spotted without it. Yeah. I don't you think know. it has any effect on your ability to... I think like, it, it comes it comes down or, to being the best hunter, regardless. Yeah, it all comes down to your hunting skill, but... Because you're going to get seen. You're sitting in... And quite literally, it boils down to, I wear Sitka because it has the functionality that I like, and it allows me to spend more time hunting. Now, what's the longevity of it? I mean that that you've seen. How long have you have you been wearing it compared to other brands? I've had Sitka since like junior year of college. A little bit of everything. I started getting into it in like junior year of college. I have a duck jacket that I've worn quite a bit, and it's got some stains on it, but it's still in really good shape. But that's the other thing with Sitka that people don't realize is like I've bought I <laughs> I not me personally, but. A really big market is like people buying Sitka secondhand. There's yeah. a lot of Facebook groups. If you buy a piece of Sitka secondhand and you like break the zipper two months later, you can contact Sitka and be like, hey, I broke the zipper on this vest. Will you guys fix it? They're like, yeah, send it in. We'll fix it. They don't care if you're the first owner of it. Okay. 
they literally don't ask questions. When you pay that money, you pretty much have a lifetime warranty. Now, there may be some instances if you have a really old piece of Sitka clothing like mm-hmm. that they, they don't make anymore, they might tell you like, dude, it's outdated. We can't really like fix that. Like, right. There's nothing we can do about it, which is understandable. But when you pay that price, you're paying for the warranty as well. Like Sitka really doesn't ask yeah. questions. You might have to pay some shipping, but they're going to fix it and send it back. Now, besides all that, besides the the quality on layering and the functionality of it as far as camo patterns compared to others and the OGs of so-called, you know, real tree or whatever it may be in comparison, what what would you compare those against to? That's pretty good because one thing that's weird, people see like Sitka's designated white tail camo Mm -hmm. is like blue, gray, and white. Exactly. And people see that like, dude, how the hell is that a camouflage pattern? But that's the other thing. Sitka has researched and developed that camo pattern. It's literally called Elevated 2 because it's designed for you to be in an elevated position and deer to be looking up at you. Mm-hmm. So you're blending in with the sky as well as the background. Yeah. But I'm also, and I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I don't think Sitka camo's pa- Sitka's camo patterns blend in with all their surroundings. They have yep. a good waterfowl timber line, and their open country is decent if you're in some, like, mm-hmm. if you're on the ground and you're in some grass and trees and stuff like that. It's decent. Yep. I'm not going to say it makes you blend in the best, but my personal opinion on deer hunting camo is if you can break up your silhouette, you're good. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to have the perfect camo to blend in with your surroundings. It's all about breaking up your silhouette and also just sitting fucking still when it comes to deer. Yeah, that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll give you that. But I don't think Sitka's camo's patterns are like the best at blending in with their surroundings. What? Mix. Okay, if you don't think that, then what do you think brand is? I mean, really your old school stuff. Like mm-hmm. your your Mossy Oak, your Realtree, they make some solid camo patterns that are literally built. They mimic the trees and leaves around you or they mimic the the bark on a tree around you for duck hunting and that sort of thing. Yep. They do really well with that. I'm a big fan of a lot of the camo patterns. Like I said, I just wear Sitka pattern Sitka because of the layering aspect and the. I mean, really, that's what it boils down to. I don't like being bulky, so I wear layers mm-hmm. and the proper layers. So. Do you think it's something you're always going to buy though? Probably. Once I got started, it was kind of a little. It was a little bit of an addiction. I don't know. I say that. I've moved away from Sitka as far as duck hunting goes, but that's because I don't duck hunt enough to justify spending that yeah, much on duck hunting camo. Because duck hunting, you gotta you gotta look at that a whole different aspect. Though. Yeah, for sure. But like whitetail is something like that's become my passion. So I will do what it takes to give myself the best chance of that mm-hmm. opportunity at a nice buck which means spending the most hours in the stand possible. And I personally feel like Sitka helps that. If you disagree, that's fine. But I just don't understand the hate behind it. Like, who gives a shit what people wears? I'm not going to talk shit on somebody because well, they and don't I, wear I, Sitka. I, I, I'm not saying I'm for or against it. Yeah. But right now, I'm not going to go buy Sitka. I'm right. not going to buy Sitka for next year. Yeah. That's not my camera pattern. Mm-hmm. I'm a big thing with matching. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick with what I got. But <clears throat> I think there's a whole lot of point to that. Uh, I think, as you and I know, I think the deer start recognizing stuff and knowing stuff 
and start looking for stuff um, and able to pay attention to a lot more stuff than they used to back in 20 years from, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> Before, could you go lean against a tree in your flannel and all that shit? Absolutely, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Or even before that. Things change. Things adapt, including our wildlife around us. And it makes that that, that challenge even harder. Yeah. And so I don't disagree with you or agree with you because I don't have that. Yeah, and I think people relating it to the successfulness of your hunt. I don't it, think it'll make you more it successful. It doesn't have anything to do with your camo. It will not make you more successful. I it's will agree with you on that. It's about your practices outside of just sitting there looking at deer. It's about your prep. It's about... That's the biggest thing. Yeah, it really is. And it's just it's about time in the stand. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. So, like I said, I don't give a shit what you wear to deer hunt or duck hunt or whatever. I just don't understand the controversy behind the topic of people like hating on Sitka gear because really, this is going to sound shitty to me too, but like the guys that wear Sitka gear, you don't hear them be like, oh yeah, you you don't wear Sitka so you can't kill any deer. They don't give a shit. It's the guys that don't wear Sitka. They're like, oh, I don't need Sitka to kill a deer. It's like, good dude. Cool. I mean, yeah. good for you. <laughs> like, right. It really yeah. doesn't I mean, matter. No, you don't need it. In, in all honesty, you don't need it. Right. It's it's the fact of um, all the points you made just now. It's personal preference. I mean, do what you want to do and stop worrying about because what other people it's, do. it's not like Realtree doesn't make good products. Yeah. Or anyone doesn't make good products. Mm-hmm. They do. Now, is it different from, from Sitka? Of course it is. And truth be told, maybe it's just the, the times changing, but... All camo is getting expensive, if you ask me. You can't Absolutely. find any cheap camo anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> so, <clears throat> all you guys talking shit about how expensive Sitka is, just wait. Realtree and Mossy Oak are about to be the same way. Yeah, they're going to be like, oh, we can start charging a lot more Even for that. Walmart selling deer hunting coats that are like $100 now. So. Yeah. And, I mean, I started looking at... I, I looked at waiters briefly this last year just to toy with a thought of maybe going this year you know and yeah i'm like even the cheap ones like i don't even want to pay for right now mm-hmm. not that i couldn't i just didn't want to you know i wasn't that committed yeah it just wasn't worth it you know the whole industry is getting expensive and i guess that's just the world we're living in these days how shit yeah. goes i mean eventually it, i'd like to go get some waiters and maybe late season next year we can hit something something up but yeah you know I ain't gonna It'll happen. Buy it. I, I just want to buy it, you yeah, know. Exactly. But it'll happen. <clears throat> Problem with duck season is we gotta have success in deer season before we get to duck hunting. So that's a conversation for a different podcast, though. We can't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but final note: that is my stance on Sitka. That's you could say a hill I will die on. Don't care. Like, it doesn't matter what other people are wearing. Do what you want to do. But right. stop talking shit on people that are doing something differently. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Just do you. Exactly. I'm going to wear my Sitka. Whether you like it or not, I don't give a shit. And you shouldn't give a shit either. No. So. No, and and I, I see both sides of that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, mainly because I don't want to buy Sitka here right now. I get it. Because I'm the same way as you, though. Like, once I get something, I want to match. Yeah. I want to get everything that matches. 
because I don't like having mismatched shit. Mm-hmm. If I start buying Sitka, that shit's going to add up, and I don't want to pay for that right now. But yeah. I see the quality in it as well. <clears throat> now, I don't know it firsthand like you do. Um, I can be perfectly warm in my real tree gear that I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I might be a little puffier, like you said, <laughs> but yeah. I can be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, it, like you said earlier, it, it's not that you won't be successful. You could be successful as long as the deer are dumb enough to walk you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're in bright red flannel, whatever you want to make your argument as. Mm. Now, would I ever do that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right. I think that argument's bullshit because I think that time is gone. <laughs> it definitely is. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're sitting at a tree and a deer pops out 200 yards, yeah, you might be able to get away from it. But if you're hunting with a rifle, yeah, anybody can kill a deer with a rifle. Yeah. That's another okay. controversy. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes. Are we getting into this right now? <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, we can if you want. Because, okay, my stance on it is... Wait, wait. <clears throat> Hard crack. I don't know what We're your spicy over here, ladies. I don't know what your thought is on this, but the ones that are rifle hunting, just whitetail in your state, we'll call it Oklahoma. If we're going back to the Sitka thing, don't waste your fucking money on Sitka if you're just going to be sitting in a warm deer blind rifle hunting. Dude, I've seen this firsthand. So I'm pretty involved in these like secondhand resale of Sitka groups. I bought some stuff secondhand. I get it. I mean, it's a good way to buy it. Mm-hmm. Because personally, I don't pay full price for Sitka. I find I've got some connections. i got mm-hmm. people with discounts and that sort of thing. I agree. I don't want to pay full, price, full right. retail price for that shit. It's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so I find my ways to get around it. And I bought so secondhand. But I see on social media all the time, these guys are like, what kind of layering system should I put together and people are like, well, what 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 do you normally hunt? Like, how what's your style of hunting? They're like, well, I mean, I'm a rifle hunter. I sit in the box blind. I got a I got a buddy heater, right? <laughs> it's like, brother, um, blue jeans and a Carhartt. I was like, yeah, literally. It's like, yeah. brother, go out in your daily gear. Like, it does not matter. <laughs> you don't. You don't really have to worry about scent. Those are the guys that got more money than sense. So yeah, just doing. It. And if that's again, it doesn't matter what people do. We shouldn't care if it's not affecting you. Don't care. So, I think it's bullshit, but whatever. it is bullshit. I I'm with you on that, but and I'm not even that hardcore of a you know yeah. arch. I I held a bow in my stand this <laughs> year. I didn't even pull a pack, you know. But I I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, those guys I don't fully understand, but again, I'm on the stance of do you, buddy? If you got the money for it, and you think you need it, go for it. If you have the money, why waste it? That's that's my thought. I, I mean, why why if you're gonna shoot a deer at 200 yards, <laughs> why do you need to spend that much money on camo? For uh, one thing, that deer's not even fucking worried about you <laughs> 200 yards away in a box. I agree, but why again, not be comfortable and save your money? Agreed, but I gotta keep my standpoint of I don't care what other people do. I'm doing my own thing. But I that's agree my heel up. I I'll fucking die on. <laughs> Getting aggressive tonight. Well, I just think that's bullshit. I, I see those arguments all the time. Because, oh, God. It just does not make sense to me. You're sitting fully covered in a box blind. And you're shooting out of a window. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's guys that do it. You're sitting. A lot of these guys are sitting recliners in an actual 
Oh, AC yeah. heated. You're blind. <laughs> you do not need camo. They got blinds more expensive than my house. <laughs> yeah. The house I, I mean, don't own. But yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I'm with you on that. Like yeah, that's that's one I would. That's where I draw the line. With it. I can I understand the debacle between the archery hunters because there's always going to be something that there's going to be disagreement on. Yeah, oh, at least yeah, make absolutely. it useful. Right. But there's always that that no rifle hunter that comes in. That's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm no expert, and I haven't even shot anything with a bow. But still, yet I understand the the difference in between that and yeah. If I'm sitting in a box blind, I'm not going to make it harder myself to spend more money than I need to. It's just not necessary. Like no, and, uh, like I said, to each their own. Do what you want to do, but well, to each their own. They're dumbass. <laughs> I don't care what you. Say. You don't need to spend that much money on that. <laughs> no, but moving on to keep us from our typical. Somehow we always end up focusing on hunting or something according to the wires. I mean, but I've got you fired up at this point, so I think I can keep it going. <laughs> if you would like to move on to... That one really got me. I don't yeah. even know why. But that <laughs> I've got another topic that I think we'll both agree on. It's another one of those like hills you'll die on. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a, I'm really good at these pivots today. This podcast is going to be all over the place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this tequila's got me fired up. you got a shot today. waiting on you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Anyways, I've got another topic, another hill I'll die on that I can't think could spark some some pretty heavy conversation if we feel like going into it. Why not? Alright, since we're on it. I'm the king of hard pivots on this episode. People listening might think I'm crazy for you've been you've been that way this way. <laughs> the this, ideas, this the ideas that are popping in. I like my it though. Keep it coming. But speaking of hills, we can die on. I think a lot of our listeners probably be on the same side of this one. When I tell you what I'm, what I have in my brain right now, you're gonna be like, "How did you think of this?" With the conversations that we've had tonight. Yeah, well, from sick head <laughs> now to what? I'm on my feet. That just made it sound so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, by the way, I have no idea what he's about to say. <laughs> These shots have got me feeling spicy. <laughs> um, all right, hard pivot. Hill I will die on has to do with. You ready? The medical field. Did you ever expect that one? I was not. <laughs> There's no way. This has zero relation oh, to what man. we've been talking about tonight has to do with the medical field, and I don't know the best way to put it, but like, mood-changing drugs, I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but like, for example, first one, I'm either going to get a lot of hate or a lot of support on this one, <laughs> your antidepressants. Okay. And... Now, I understand some people have, like, serious bipolarness that might be a medical need mm-hmm. that they might need. In serious cases, I might understand that. But people that have this, like, depression and anxiety sort of thing, I'm the type of person, this is, like I said, hill I will die on. Medicine is not the way for that. That's something, in my opinion, that you deal with 
like you are in control of your own thoughts. Okay. Now I I had a feeling you'd be on my side with this one, but after seeing your reaction, you might I, okay, be on the okay. Other side. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm 50-50. Because I think it depends on the situation. Give me an example of a situation that requires yeah, Okay, maybe not a situation, but it depends on the person. It depends on how deep in depression you are, in my opinion. Because there's a point in a depression I think you get to where it does not matter the situation you are um, presented to help get you out of it. You are so deep in depression it may not help you get to that point of the need you need, if that makes sense. So I'm not saying the medicine is going to help you. Now, I, I, I agree with you 50%. I'm, I, I kind of get what you're saying, but I'm, I take the standpoint of, like, you are in control of your mind. Or you are. You choose to let certain things right. affect you. Yep. If you choose let, to not let something affect you, then there's no issue there. Right. You have to make it's it's a mental toughness thing and I understand I agree with the not, mental toughness part. Not everybody has the same amount of me- mental toughness. Right. Th- this I, is going to sound heartless of me, but I just don't give a shit. <laughs> I okay, I'm not I I do not disagree with hardly anything you say. I cannot but, stand the fact of and like I said social media is just a dumpster fire these days. Yes. I feel like social media is so negative these it days, is. so it's all you see. Yep. But everybody's so reliant. They're like, oh, I have some kind of anxiety. Okay, yes. I need some medicine for it. I'm like, bitch, okay. I have anxiety every day, but I don't, I choose to overcome it. Right. I deal with it. I overcome exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, okay. Medicine okay. Yes. to do that. Now, I agree with that part of it. The people that are just little bitches that do not want to grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But the people that really are truly depressed, which is not ninety percent of the population that that you know seems or say they are, I see that standpoint. So, because so it's become okay. too easy these days, right? It is, it is. But the people that truly are, I agree with you on the point that it isn't. You have to get it through yourself. You, ha- the only person that can help you is yourself. That's the yeah. fact of the matter, medication or not. But. The medication, I think, could, depending on the person, this is the big part of it, depending on the person, I think could get you over that hump to get you to see to that point of view, possibly, that is mental toughness and you need to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Then after that point, then yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with you because you don't need to stay on that because that's only going to hold you back, in my opinion. Yeah, I see it. Now, now I'm not saying everyone needs that. I think it's a case by case basis. I just feel like I need a counterpoint of like the example of somebody that needs it because, in my opinion, I understand some people go through some really deep depression mm-hmm. and shit. And depression doesn't have to be the only thing. I'm sure there's other like right. cases that because are, like, depression psycho- is real. It is real. I, I'm not discounting yeah. that fact, but there's other psychological issues as well that like people think the the best resort is to medicine. But in no. my opinion, and this is brutal, Curtis <laughs> tends to come out after a little bit of yeah. I see you eyeballing after a little bit of hard liquor, and speaking of that, I okay to <laughs> whatever the hell he's poured at this point. So. You one second. Let me just take care. Of this. Hey, I'll fake shot with you. <laughs> Cheers on that one. 
Not good, was it? It was not. Awful. You should have just did it with Flavored me. Flavored Bacardi. Ooh, that was a terrible idea. Banana. You know what? The the secondhand banana that comes through isn't that bad, actually. I'm the feeling, heartburns will hit me. Yeah, I feel it burning as it yeah. goes down. But, Brutal Curd is coming out. No sympathy, heartless. The only reason people get to those points of that super deep depression is because they're not willing to develop that mental toughness. That saying, all right, you know what? I'm fed up with it. I'm going to make changes. I am going to do something that helps me get out of this rut or Mm -hmm. whatever I'm sitting in. Mm -hmm. I just can't stand the fact that people resort to like feeling a medicine. And I understand there's chemical imbalances in people's brains right, and right. things like that. So like, yeah, it's, it comes down to the, the, depression is you fighting yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you cannot fight yourself, you're not going to fight the simple fact of no one else gives a shit about you. In, in true honesty, unless you are super close to someone. But in rare cases, is that actually true? What do you mean? Because if you, if you can, so say this is yourself, you are struggling with depression. The world is fucking against you. I don't care who you are. But the, the vast majority. So if you, if you have one knockdown, uh-huh. that's going to hit you hard. It is. So if you're already struggling against self-confidence for, with yourself, is that not going to knock you down so hard? It is, but... And this may come from a standpoint. Now I'm not saying of, I disagree with you. I'm just yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. testing no, you here. It's a good counterpoint. The 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 vast majority of people, and this is going to come from a standpoint of someone with privilege, for lack of better terms. I'm surrounded by a very close family, mm-hmm. some very very close friends. In my opinion, it's a very small minority of people that have no one like that. Yeah, everybody. Essentially, this is this is gonna sound bad because it's it's probably not true. Everybody essentially has a mother or a father figure, whether it's biological (laughs) or not. Somebody has raised you up. There's very few people that have zero, like zero people close to them. So, in my opinion, before you resort to medicine to solve your problems, talk to someone. Right, but. That point is because you you whenever you get to that point, that's a big hurdle already with someone that's gonna that has depression with like fighting with their self thought and self help with you know what I mean. It, okay, you know it, it. It takes a lot to come out to someone like, hey, I need help. So even yeah. with someone that's so close to you, that could be hard. Agreed. So I'm I'm not, like, once again, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, no, this is good. Yeah, it's a good back and forth. Agreed in that standpoint, but it all boils down to the fact, don't be a fucking pussy (laughs) and talk to somebody. I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Talk to somebody that doesn't give a shit whether you're showing your vulnerability. So this also results in what does that antidepressant actually do? In my opinion, it's a crutch. It's temporary. It's not actually okay. fixing the problem. It's, okay, no, it's, it's not. It's putting a Band-Aid on I it. I can agree with that because it's not. But in my opinion, what it could possibly do, and this is a very hypothetical mm-hmm. opinion, if it could get you through that point to come to someone, hey, 
I am deeply depressed. I need help. Or you can work through this. Then I can see a need in that. But I'm Agreed. not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to say it it's can, a crutch. Yeah, yeah. If it can get you to that point of being like, just coming up that one level mm-hmm. to realizing, hey, I need to talk to somebody about this. Right. But nobody fucking does that. Anybody that's getting on that medicine, most people don't. Is just relying on it. Yeah. And like I said, this is coming from somebody privileged. I haven't had any extreme, extreme hardships in my life. Now, everybody's gone through their own thing. Yeah, and and I believe everyone has their own form of depression. It's an objective thing. Yeah, agreed. Um, Everyone has their own struggles I go through, and I and I know for sure everyone has their own. And now, depending on what. Depth of depression they go through is different. And depending on what depth of depression they go through is their opinion can be different. Yeah. Um, Now, do I think everyone needs to be on antidepressant? No. Absolutely not. I just think it's easy these days. Right. Because it does not matter. you, You cannot, for one, if you see someone who is severely depressed, you cannot help them. Mm hmm. You can only help someone that wants to be helped no matter the situation. Agreed. No matter the situation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's depression, alcoholism, whatever it is, some sort of addiction. Whether it's my snuff yeah. addiction that I actually have. Yeah. <laughs> I have no shame in admitting that. But you aren't going to help them unless I want to be helped. Mm-hmm. So that, that goes back to that with also antidepressants. Yeah. Someone that is severely depressed can take that. But unless they truly want to be helped, they cannot use that as a tool. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm 50-50 with you on that. I totally get that. And that brings an idea in my head. I feel like it allows people, the the medicine aspect of it, and we're we're really heavy on depression in this subject. I don't think depression is the only case. Like I know personally of people very close to me, like anger. Is another exactly. big issue yes. in this field. The in my opinion, and this is why it's one of those like the hill I'll die on because I understand there's people that completely mm-hmm. disagree and they might have very good points right. about it. But the the my hill I'll die on. Jesus, was that really? <laughs> What'd you hit? I hit my headphone on the oh. mic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, the hill I'll die on is like once you get on that medicine, I feel like. It just gives people the opportunity. They're like, oh, I don't need to do anything else to solve my issue because I have this medicine. Right. I, I can see and where the medicine the, is, yeah. no matter what it boils down to, everybody knows the fact that medicine is only temporary. It doesn't mm-hmm. stick with you forever. Yeah. Yeah. So unless you keep taking it, it wears off. Yeah. Because no matter what in life, depressed or not, the fact of the matter is you have to build yourself up. No matter if it's, you can have your, Best friend telling you how great you're doing. You can have your father, which means a lot, tell mm-hmm. you know how great you're doing, how proud you are of. You yeah, know, it does not matter. It takes yourself to really, to, to, damn, I'm drunk. To truly <laughs> give the affirmation to yourself mm-hmm. that you're doing that great. Absolutely. You have to prove it to yourself, and not to your father, not to your mother, not to your brother, not to your sister. You have to do it to yourself. Yeah, agreed. Now, does it? Now, don't get me wrong. Does it? Does it feel good to say, have your father say, yes, I'm proud of your mother, whoever it is? Yeah, of course it does. Absolutely. But that goes back to the depression side of it. You have to prove it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because with the depression, you're proving it to yourself. 
Yeah. That you can do better. Agreed. So, now, personally, I do not know what. I've not taken antidepressants. I've not needed to take antidepressants. Yeah. Have I dep- been depressed? Of course I have. But I've not needed that. So, I do not know what the, the antidepressants do for me. Mm-hmm. So, I cannot say for sure what they do or do not do. Agreed. But, do I think that can be a tool? I think so. But, do I think that can be abused? Of course. Mm-hmm. Because no matter what, it is a, like I just said, you have to prove it to yourself no matter what. Do I think mm-hmm. someone in depressed can come out of that without antidepressants? A hundred percent. Because ultimately, in my opinion, it's going to be your faith in God that's going to get you out of everything in the world. Mm-hmm. You have to have faith. Mm-hmm. That's God's, God's going to get you through everything. Do you need antidepressants? Absolutely not. Right. So I'm 50-50 on this on the subject. Yeah. And I understand your standing on that. Like I said, this is a strong feeling that I have. And like I've said both times, it comes from a point of privilege. I've never had serious issues. And again, I've been surrounded by people that are close to me that regularly uplift me when I'm mm-hmm. doing well. I've had people call me out on my bullshit when I'm doing something which wrong is needed. as well, which is absolutely needed. Which you and I have that relationship. <laughs> and even again, exactly, which I'm really grateful for. Uh-huh. And the Lord have, has blessed both of us with uh-huh. the aspect of re- not dealing with su- severe depression, uh-huh. anxiety, anger issues, anything like that. But also in the fact that we've got good people surrounding us. Exactly. That will tell us whether we're doing Which I think right you and I have wrong, done that. Have that mindset of I, we need these people at a young age. Absolutely. Yeah. But my opinion on it is, one, resort to the people around you first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the first to admit it doesn't. that doesn't necessarily solve all your no, issues. No, it doesn't. Because me personally, I have people around me that regularly uplift me for mm-hmm. how I've progressed in my life, right. how I am as a human. I still have my moments where I'm like, oh, well, I didn't do this right. I'm kind of depressed or I'm anxious about mm-hmm. what's coming up next, whatever. It doesn't matter how many people uplift you. uplift you. You might still have those mm-hmm. problems, but it boils down to you control your own actions, your mm-hmm. own mindset. You, yeah. It pulls down to mental toughness. And I understand not everybody has you, that, you, but I think you, it's something that people can develop. Just just like physical strength, you have mm-hmm. to exercise that. Agreed. You yeah, have to get out of your point. comfort zones. You have to do things you do not want to do. We talked about this on the last podcast about what I have done this last year to get out of my comfort zones. Yeah, absolutely. It's the exact same thing. You have to build mental toughness. Mm-hmm. In order to do that. Now, have I made great strides in that? No. But that's the point of, of it being. You have to do things you don't normally want to do. Or you're not comfortable doing it. You have to get out of that. Because you're not going to grow. You're going to be the exact same person year after year if you don't grow on that. Unless you personally decide. Make it a goal. I need to make a difference. Yes. And the other side of that, which plays into it, like, in my opinion, when you accept that medicine, that band-aid, that crutch. Mm-hmm. You're allowing essentially some someone or something else to be in control. And I feel like in general, if people would gather the mindset, like 
it needs to be me in control, right? Not someone yes. or something and, else. And I think I think the medicine part of it of this, what you're trying to get to is like as a crutch, which it can be, is if a lot of people want to blame something else or someone else of why they're depressed. Everybody wants to be a victim these days. Yes, and not even necessarily that. They don't see through mm-hmm. why they're depressed or why why they're messed up. It's if you see through it and realize it's not you, get through it. Don't take these these drugs you need. Build the mental toughness that you need to get through it. Get stronger in your faith that you need to, and you'll get out of it. You'll be a much happier person. You'll be a much successful person mm-hmm. because maybe your mother or father was abusive, whatever it may be. That can lead to depression. You know what you you know what I mean? And yeah, and some of those maybe some of those feelings are genetic as far exactly as yes anxiousness or anger anger or anything like that i agree that that might be passed down i've seen it and firsthand yeah. but it could be her- hereditary yeah but my opinion if if you're one of those people that that feels like okay i need the the medicine portion of it my only hope is that you would use it as a tool instead of a crutch exactly my ultimate standpoint is that you don't need it in general right like I said, that's that's a hard standpoint for for me. Right. But if you choose, there's to a, in my opinion, it, there's a difference in don't need it in general, and you need it as a tool. Yeah. That's okay. my differences because you can use it as a tool to. Like I said, I can't make my opinion on personal because I haven't taken it. Mm-hmm. But I can only imagine, like if if it's truly helping you that much, and hopefully it would help you see. That you are truly in control of your thoughts. Yeah. Whatever it may be. That you need to get out of this. That you need to go to someone that who truly cares and can uplift you enough to go to your next step and yeah. building your mental toughness. The, the, the reality of it is, the bottom line is, it's mental toughness. Yeah. In it, my it really, opinion. It really is. Because, and, and, it's and, I, that, and I'm not going to lie, I struggle with mental toughness. Mm-hmm. Because you, you get knocked down so much in this world. Which is acceptable. You just got to learn to overcome it. Yeah. But it really does boil down to the mental toughness yeah. aspect. And like I said, as at different stages of that, I feel like it's as as we progress in these years, like it's just become too easy for people to to mm-hmm. use these things as a crutch. And we're, we're only getting into the first scab of this stuff. I mean. And like I said, we're seeing it from the viewpoint of people that haven't actually had to utilize this medicine mm-hmm. or whatever. The, we're coming from a point of privilege, and I will admit that. Yeah. But I just think I'm, I'm not going to deny having depression because I've been depressed at times. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody, if you say you haven't, I would find yes. it hard to believe you. So you but, can't not just sit there and say no one is relatable to this subject. Yeah. But I cannot sit there and say that I've taken antidepressants either because I have not wanted it. Right. Um, but you can't deny the fact that it's just a mental toughness that you mm-hmm. have to take responsibility for your own thoughts. Yeah, it and that, that, is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and make light of that. That is a big thing to overcome. Mm-hmm. To sit there and be like, I am in control of what's going on in my own head. Yeah. Because it's it's so easy. To let other people dictate what you think, mm-hmm. what you sh- think should be happening in your life. What you know, it's so easy, mm-hmm. especially with social media. Now you see 
if you see someone post something online, it's not going to be anything negative about their life. Right. It's going to be what they're successful for. It's either what they're I mean, successful let me, for let me or ask a way you to this. put down somebody else. Exactly. Have you ever posted anything online for yourself personally that has been negative in your life? Not really, no. I haven't. No. Because Have you posted a picture that anything negative? No, it's not something that you want to bring light to. Exactly. To those Why though? Why? I don't know. I because like of the food. criticism. Yeah. Because that all boils down to these. It, it will make you depressed of what yeah. other people think. That is why. Yeah. No one posts anything online that is going wrong in their life. Now, if any, if anyone says everything is going perfect in their life, that is absolute fucking bullshit. Because mm-hmm. nothing is. You have big moments in your life that are perfect. There's big moments in your life that yeah. you will not change that are great. But you have more things that you were afraid to tell people than what are good. Yeah. And I think one thing you mentioned was like taking responsibility. Mm-hmm. These days, nobody wants to take responsibility. No. They, they, they put they blame. Want, they want to shift blame to somebody else. And like I said, play the victim. Somebody else or something that happened out of our lifetime. Yeah. And like I said, my standpoint is just it's something that you cannot change. Yeah. If, if you put blame on something that cannot change, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. So that that can lead to something else. But <laughs> yeah, that can go on forever. But if you're if you're looking at self depression and something that happened to somebody or something if somebody did something to you that's not alive anymore. Mm-hmm. Can you change that? Even if they are, can you change it? If it's already happened, it's already happened. Like people need to let Now if go. something seriously needs to happen about that situation of course take care of it i'm not saying yeah do not just look over it and breeze over it and get on about your life right. absolutely not but but that even plays in the aspect of it it's like take action make the difference mm-hmm. and, and and just stop finding these crutches these ways to put blame on something or just temporarily fix a problem problem it's like do something that makes the difference for mm-hmm. the long term. And I don't think medicine in a lot of areas is helping that aspect. I don't. And I I, I agree with that. I've never disagreed with you on the subject. Yeah. But you have to bring light to some oh, of the absolutely. situations with yeah. it. Because I, I do think it could be a tool. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say just absolutely not on yeah. antidepressants. But I, 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 I essentially think it could be a tool mm-hmm. for the right person. Yeah, like I said, for my lack of direct personal experience with the topic, just from kind of distanced experience and that sort of thing, my standpoint is my personal opinion. Don't even try to use it as a tool. Try, try to try to use yourself as a tool first. Get tough. Or die as a, a, <laughs> as a as a once great podcaster we used to listen to used to say yes no that wasn't from a podcaster that, that was, was from a teacher that was Mr. Hogue that <laughs> <Yeah>, was <laughs> get tough or die people. get tough or die I mean you control which also I think went back life. to uh, oh uh, shit maybe my wife turning over <laughs> uh, what's his name. 
I'm going to sound so stupid right now. I don't know what you're trying he's, to say. He's a country music star. Old. That's where it actually went for him. That's why Mr. Hope said that. I don't remember where Mr. Hope got it from. What? <laughs> I'm going to sound so dumb right now because I'm so tired. Ring of Fire. Who sings that? I don't Johnny know. Cash. Oh, Johnny Cash. That's where he got it from. That's where he got that from. It does not matter. but No, it does not. But that was a very healthy podcast. I just want to point out. It absolutely was. That was a spicy one. That's a pretty... I was not expecting that last segment. That's quite the change up from it what was. you would normally expect to hear from this podcast. But I think but it's that's necessary. What, it is necessary and I think it's what you can get in kind of the lull season between hunting, fishing, and bow fishing and whatever goes yeah, on exactly. in our life on the Hook Works podcast. So I think it was a very good uh, good segment that needed to be talked about. It's a good little switch up where, I mean, we're always welcome for people to weigh in. Let us know your thoughts Absolutely. on what talked about. This one's going to probably make the TikTok, even the last two episodes have not, because <laughs> I've been slacking. Dude, TikTok, we might get a bunch of hate from this episode, but I'm here for it. Let's, let it come. Let, let it come. <laughs> any any uh, views or whatever you're going to call it, it's good views. Absolutely. But with that being said, we hope you guys kind of appreciated the switch up let us know and if a you little like. bit shorter podcast yeah how do, how do you like that our goal with this one was to keep it a little bit shorter i like the idea of it um yeah. i think we need some more practice as far yeah. as i think the good switch ups are a good kind of point for mm-hmm. the shorter episodes it's so. kind of hard for critics and i to shut up and keep it at a certain it time really <laughs> <is>. <laughs> so uh let us know how you guys feel about it um we're always welcome to ideas, opinions, or whatever you think about what and we're talking about. And I think at the last podcast we mentioned we might, this is a big might, depending on you guys, if we might start coming out with merch soon. That's a goal of ours. We'd like to do it soon, but we... We want, want, we want to more followers and not just waste our money on it. Yeah, but it takes a little bit of action on our part. we got to keep pumping these things of out course. keep you guys engaged. So, But as always... We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we hope you stay tuned for the next one. But with that being said, I'll hurt you later. (laughs) See ya. See ya.